why you chose criminal law, and the most profound case you have worked on and won? Well, I chose criminal law because there's only two things I ever wanted to do in my life, either to be a criminal lawyer or center fielder for the Yankees, and I absolutely was talent restricted on the, and so that only left being a criminal lawyer. Uh, I hate putting people in cages, and I have a real dislike for authority. It's the perfect place for me. <laughs> the most um, difficult case that I've ever worked on is probably any one of four or five different child sex cases. Those are so emotional that uh, they take a lot out of everybody, the defendant, the prosecutors, the judges, whoever the reporting person is and a lot out of me too. Mm -hmm. Right. Next question. What demographic people do you see in the criminal justice system most often? Well, in the criminal justice system, the demographic is, is mostly black and brown um, and heavily skewed toward the young. In my practice, it's not so much because I don't do any court-appointed work and, and our prices tend to be a little high. So. I have a lot more of the rainbow, mm -hmm. uh, but the uh, the reason that I have more of the rainbow is because the the whites tend to have more money and they can afford to hire a lawyer, and they don't show up on the court appointed roles near as often. Okay, so do you think the criminal justice system is unfairly designed, and if if so, in what ways? You know, it's. It's constantly evolving. The criminal justice system that we have started in England many, many centuries ago. And um, the effort to try and make it fair to all the participants has never stopped. Um, I know that right now there's, there's a big controversy over the impact that it has on lower income blacks and browns. Um, that's always been the case. It's just now being addressed. Other issues that used to be problematic have been addressed. Um, it's only been a, in my lifetime that people were able to get court-appointed lawyers at all. <laughs> but um, it's a constantly evolving system headed toward a more perfect system. And it's going that direction. It's just not going as fast as, as people would like to see it happen. Okay. How severely are the families of people in the criminal justice system affected by it, and in what ways does, does it affect them? Well, the families frequently get slaughtered worse than the defendant. Um, most of my clients' fees are paid by family members. Mm. And so they, they end up robbing their retirement, selling a house, um, totally destabilizing the family economically in order to help somebody who probably didn't deserve it in the first place. Um, the, the person that I'm representing, if they go free, they rarely repay the people who paid the fee. And if they go to, to prison, they certainly don't. Um, but the families are hellishly impacted, and that's before you get to the social impact. Whoever that person is, if they're a father, if they're a husband, um, if they're a mother or a sister, that person is taken out of the life of the entire family unit. Okay. And, and that causes repercussions that will, that will tumble through the generations with, with um, uh, various forms of mental illness because of a 
abuse, abandonment, or neglect. Okay. Now, over the years, incarceration rates, rates have risen and private prisons have increased. Do you think that there's a connection between the both? Between well, of course them? there are. Um, the, the, every year that the legislature meets, we have new crimes that are created and they're most frequently lobbied for by the prison owners. In addition to that, the length of time that people serve keeps expanding. Uh, the same sentence that would have gotten five years, 20 years ago now gets seven or nine. And those lobbying efforts are funded by the prison people. Uh, the biggest contributors to mad, mad mothers, mothers against drunk drivers, are the owners of the prisons. Yeah, of course there's a correlation. From an economic standpoint, do you believe that there is a connection between levels of poverty and affluence and the resulting increased incarcerations based off people being able to afford an attorney like yourself and other advocates for them? Well, uh, rich people go to prison less often, but it's not always just because they're rich. They also have better support systems, and, and when you're trying to figure out what to do with a criminal defendant, you can make a better case for their being able to be monitored and rehabilitated in the community if they have a good support system. And, and obviously the money helps. Better lawyers are, are better than poor lawyers. But it's not all just money. A lot of it has to do with, with intact family units and um, access to social services, which skew toward the wealthy. How big of a role does a person's social class play in how they are treated in the criminal justice system? A huge role. Um, the, the person that the judge and the prosecutors can most identify with will get the most breaks they will get the most grace, they will be treated as reasonable equals. Those that the prosecutors, judges cannot relate to don't get the same courtesies. In your experience, do you think there is a direct relationship between unemployment and crime rates? If so, what are the possible effects of unemployment and low wages on crime? If you don't have much money, you're not gonna have much of a recreational opportunity, so you go to the cheap drugs. The cheap drugs are illegal. In addition to that, if you don't have much money when you've got a, a, a material need, whether it's something for yourself or for your child or anything, if you've got a material need and you don't have much money, you're either gonna beg and borrow or steal. So the unemployment rate has a, a huge impact on it, and that's before we get to the path to the what I think is the biggest factor and that is that the unemployed have a lot of idle time, and idle time is a contributor to the crime rate any time. Are there policies in place that improve access to employment and sufficient wages for individuals with criminal records? Nothing that I know of. In your opinion, what is the primary cause of recidivism, and how can we change it? The primary cause of recidivism is probably a person's moral fabric, and I think you can only change that by changing the way people are parented. But the part that we can impact um, of those that have already been parented 
a person that gets out of custody is never allowed to have their criminal record hidden. And so they always operate in society with, with a handicap. If anybody checks the record, they don't let them have jobs. They don't let them have apartments. They don't let them have credit for cars and houses. It institutionalizes them in a, a, a part of life that is, that's, that's problematic and very crime prone.